Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me this week, Tim Akpinar, Ziggy Stardust himself. How's it going, Tim? Yeah, it's going all right. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Nate and Phil are out this week. Uh, I had a I had a uh, recording conflict, and because I have all the equipment, uh, they weren't able to make it uh, with us this week. But uh, we've got Tim on. We're going to talk about some uh, paper streaming stuff that we've been working on. Yeah, yeah. So this this has been uh, some weird side project of mine that was sort of like the the brainchild of a drunken conversation with a mutual friend of ours, Charles. Uh, he, he he one time just randomly, I, I think we were at like a bar together, and he was talking about how oh you know it's it's kind of annoying how there's no good places to play now we should all just like get together at someone's house and play like an eight man and hell we could even stream it or something and then i got that got the gears in my head turning i was like hmm challenge accepted actually before we get right into that tim why don't you we we uh familiarize the the listeners with who you are actually let's because maybe not everyone knows who who you are so let's uh let's let's uh a quick background if you will yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if uh, anyone knows. Or I, I'm always surprised anyone knows who I am, but I, I am uh, what you might call a a lesser magic celebrity. I don't know. I, I sometimes get approached at GPs and uh, SCG events like, oh, I, I saw your stream. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. I like it or something like yeah. that. And it, it always it always floors me when like people come up to me, like they recognize me at a real event. But, um, yeah, I do a lot of legacy streaming. Um, I, I also used to write articles on a weekly or when I felt like it basis for Hipsters of the Coast. Um, I, that was back when I was in kind of like an office space type job where, you know, when Peter's like saying, yeah, in a given day, I probably do about 15 minutes of actual work. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, other, the other seven hours and 45 minutes, I would, you know, do data analysis on decks and cards and put these spreadsheets together and be like, yeah, this is my metagame report and like, you know, things like that and or do deep analysis on weird brews. Not as much time for that anymore, but uh, yeah, the streaming thing, I really like that. So um, yeah, I, I stream Legacy. I, I'm usually streaming with a beer in my hand or, or many beers. Um, I play all sorts of decks as long as they're blue. Yep. I take requests from the crowd. Uh, I, I, you know, I often put up a poll in the middle of my stream and the, the crowd loves to, to troll me and make me play some weird meme deck. Ralph's Eric Stasis. Ralph's Eric Stasis. <laughs> uh, punishing Dak before uh, Clash slash Strifo made it a real thing. Um, uh, as foretold. Yeah, you know. Or 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 you can catch me streaming uh, Sneak and showing the challenges pretty often. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, so you know, most people, I, I think, I think a lot more people than than you realize that listen to this cast probably know who you are, uh, just you know, based on the fact that that uh, m- most of m- me and Nate end up like br- looping you into conversations a lot when we're coming up with stuff, and you you get mentioned on the cast pretty often as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, so now uh, 
uh, you and I and a few other guys have been working on doing this uh, paper streaming thing where we're, where we're uh, starting to figure out the logistics of how to get a, like, you know, pro tour coverage style stream and, on sort of a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah, pro tour style coverage. Uh, I guess I guess or the bar better. bar isn't that high. <laughs> um, no, no, but in all seriousness, uh, trying trying to do it yourself does give you a little bit more respect for what those guys oh, do. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, this was like the the brainchild of a drunken conversation with a friend. Um, I got the idea in my head, and then I started pricing out equipment looking on amazon and stuff and i'm just like you know this this isn't too hard to pull off i can i can you know use my computer in one room and get like a really long usb extender put the camera and stuff in the other room uh gotta figure out how to get the camera stabilized the whole lighting glare issue but um i mean the first week we i feel like we worked a, a decent amount of kinks out of the system in just the first two matches yeah and uh, I, I know, uh, you know, in, in case it wasn't abundantly obvious, Zach has also been uh, one of uh, the guinea pigs in this <laughs> strange experiment we're, we're trying. Um, he's, he's he also has uh, helped with his his photography skills with, uh, you know, fixing some of the lighting issues. Yeah. I mean, it's funny what a bunch of coffee filters will do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, moving parts to 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 like a successful stream, especially one with commentary, especially one with commentary where you're doing everything kind of in in the same space, you know. So you wanna you wanna get matches going right, but you also don't want people that are playing the matches to hear your commentary. So you know we have to do things like set up the computer in another room. Uh, you know, have getting the lighting together so that there's not a giant amount of glare, and some people like to play with all foils, so that like exacerbates the problem. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really cool getting getting to like do the do the streaming thing, and then and then getting a chance to step back after you've played a match to do commentary, which I think, uh, you know, as as a as a legacy player, I think that doing commentary just even on your friends' games, uh, is is like a really great skill to have. Because it teaches you one, what's it like you know figuring out what's important in the matchup and stuff is really is really uh, just interesting to t to talk about uh, in real time. But then also like kind of watching your friends and seeing like you know okay well I would have done this here but they they did this and then why did they do it you know that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean the other cool thing like you know go elaborating on your point uh having like the rotating cast of like we had five people on our first run so you've got two people playing and then three people in the commentary booth two to three people in the commentary booth if someone's like i don't know using the bathroom or going on a beer run or something but um like you know coming off a match and then going into the booth and just rotating around like you talk about like you can talk a little bit about the match that just happened uh at the same time, you're commentating on like your friends' matches, and you're like, "Oh, let's all right. Looks like I'm gonna be facing him next. Uh, you know, here's my plan for what I'm gonna do with this deck." Yeah. So it's it's there's, there's a lot of uh you know interesting conversation that happens when you're rotating between the positions. Yeah, we even got in some current events while we were in there. Uh, current events in legacy, not like current events in politics. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we 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 did we did not comment 
too much, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it happened when I was playing, but I don't recall commentary on things like I don't know Supreme Court nominations no, no. or <laughs> nothing. We kept we kept it we kept it light uh, for the most part. But uh, you know stuff like uh, you know one of the things we were talking about was uh, you know the decision for the Eternal Weekend guys to uh, include uh, collector's edition uh, in in the uh, old school event, but not in the vintage event. You know. Should should we go off on a tangent? Yeah, right, of about course. that, right? <laughs> of course i think we definitely should go off on a tangent about that so so what's what's your opinion on uh, it so let i'll give the blanket statement so the the what what's yeah, happening here yeah, is say what's going is, on uh so for eternal weekend in pittsburgh is it is it extravaganza or weekend it's it's weekend right it's it's so, weekend yeah, yeah. extravaganza was a tales yeah. of adventure thing that i think no longer exists okay. r.i.p so uh for eternal weekend the guys that are running that are allowing old school players uh, for for one of their main events is old school. It's not sanctioned, and they're allowing players to use their uh, cards from uh, collector's edition. Uh, however, uh, you can't obviously use your collector's edition cards for legacy or vintage for that weekend because those events are sanctioned, and you can't use those uh, cards for sanctioned events. Um, but then on top of that. Um, the the thing the thing that sort of drives me nuts is that you're not allowed to use any proxies in these events uh, either, which is totally okay for the vintage and legacy events I think, uh, but to be to not be able to do it in the old school event and then on top of that they're allowing you for the old school event to use cards of any printing for uh for the thing. so if you have a mirage uh, uh disenchant you can use that instead of like an unlimited disenchant you know so. Oh, so yeah. They're, yeah. they're allowing you so, to use cards that were reprinted in any art. So they're not exactly keeping with the, like, you know, I, I get the, I get the, um, we're not allowing proxies because we want to have some, a, a level of, um, professionalism here. We want to have, you know, we don't want a bunch of people with writing all over their cards to show up on, on camera or whatnot. I totally understand that. The, the, like, okay, we're going to break from, from that. We're not going to allow proxies. Okay. But we are going to allow you to use cards like maybe a disenchant that was printed in like one of the more recent sets uh, that doesn't match the aesthetic of what old school is, which is really to me one of the most important parts of old school is like seeing the old cards out there, and and uh, you know the interactions are really cool and and fun. But like if someone's gonna hit me with a, an eternal uh, masters him uh, to Torak, I mean come on, that's just low bar, you know. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I feel like if you're gonna allow what I consider basically proxies at that point, you're you're allowing anybody to use cards that, from other sets that have been printed like this. Like, could you imagine someone just go like, oh, I'll just play my four Icy Manipulators from Dominaria instead of, like, you know, the old school Icy Manipulators, which is, like, what makes old school cool to me. Is like, the old art is what makes old school, uh, in my opinion. So what do you think? The old, the old art, the old borders, the old frame overall. But, yeah, it's just old. Mm-hmm. Like... Hence the name. And, and yeah, like going back to what you said, I, I didn't even actually know that they had that rule about any printing. But I did hear a couple people on Twitter, you know, say things like, you know, it's in the spirit of the rules of old school to allow collector's edition because I'm and again, full disclosure, I don't I've never played old school before. I've, I'm familiar with it, what it is. But, um, you know, they say in the spirit of the rules, like you can use collector's edition, but if you're going with the spirit of the rules, you're supposed to use the old versions of the cards exactly. too. So it's, it's, it's like this weird slippery slope. And what, what also bothers me about it is that 
Eternal Weekend is being run by a big vendor, mm-hmm. you know, Card Titan. So what do vendors do? They they buy and sell cards. They have large stocks of cards. So like by announcing that collector's edition is allowed in this, like does that spike the price of collector's editions it cards? It certainly from does. People who, it certainly and, does. And and here's here's where we get to the slippery slope part. What happens when it's not really worth it to have vintage be sanctioned anymore? What if they just decide they want to say, uh, you know what? Collector's editions allowed in vintage. And oh hey, guess what? We have 40 collector's edition black lotuses. Anyone want to buy one at the event? Yeah, that's that's the real problem for me. And it's it's one of the problems I've had with old school for a very long time is that it, as much as it's a format that's dear to my heart because I love I you know, I love playing the game uh in, in sort of a way that it was created when I started playing. You know, like that I started playing Our in ninety four. Uh, like a little after uh, Fallen Empires came out, and and I, you know, as a kid, I couldn't play, I couldn't play the decks that were are currently being played played in old school. As an adult, I can't afford to play the decks that are in, in old school, <laughs> and I, I feel like the same le- like barrier entry just exists for me forever. Like it continues to no matter what how much money I'm making, the barrier entry just continues to to stagnate with my with my salary. Um, but the the real problem I find is that. Um, yeah, if you're, it, it just kind of in an unregulated market, it kind of just allows you to do this kind of weird insider trading, uh, for the, tor- the one tournament a year that, uh, is, is played for this event. And it's such a beloved event by, by, you know, older players of the game to not allow you to use proxies and stuff is kind of, uh, uh I don't know. I think it's unfair. I would love to be involved in this event. I'm not going to go, uh, to, to, uh. Eternal Weekend, mostly because, like, I want to be able to play in at least two events, and if I can't play in yep. the old school event, I can't play in the vintage event, I'm not going to travel all the way to Pittsburgh to play in the Legacy event. Exactly. To to If you get first, you win something awesome. If you get anything less than first, you get prize wall points. Yeah, that's no good either. The prize wall is a whole <laughs> nother conversation for sure. Uh, I, I've, never, I've never been a fan of prize wall. Um, and, and even when I do well... You know, uh, in, in these tournaments, I never end up really liking having access to the prize wall. I, I always would just rather like, I, what was it, uh, Grand Prix DC 2013, when they just Grand Prix Chantilly. Yeah, Chantilly. Yeah, uh, th- that was great because they were giving out uh, credit for the vendors, even in the side events. Whatever happened See, to that? That was amazing. I think I think that would be a great replacement for the prize wall because what I really hate about the prize wall is like either the markup on singles, desirable singles relative, relative to packs. Like let's, let's just say, you know, like the, I I, I don't, and I don't want to go into like this big conversation on the prize wall, but (laughs) the one thing I have to say is like, okay, if 10 points is a pack, which you say is three to $4, then Everything else, like singles, are marked up like what four to five hundred percent. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like, and then like Star City's prize wall, like if you get store credit, if you convert your tickets into store credit, you lose a ton of you lose a ton of value. And then I mean that's that's just based off is at their prices. Yeah, that's based off the fact that like Star City is is always the highest price that you can ask for. 
Like if you tell someone, hey, I'd like. I to- don't want to talk shit on Star City though. I love Star City. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like if you if you were in the middle of a trade and you wanted to get value on your card, you'd be like, let's check out what the prices for my cards are on Star City. You know, like the the, the prices are yeah, inherently yeah, yeah. higher it's, than it's, any other website. Uh, not by a ton, but by enough that like it's obvious, you know. Um, but yeah, so you know, going back to the the old school thing, like I, I I'm really bummed that I'm not gonna get to play in, in in these bigger events. That to me, like they're that's the hallmark of the game for me is like the legacy champion, uh, vintage champion, and and old school champion. Like old school champion is like to me that's the coolest thing. That's better than winning a pro tour as far as I'm concerned because that's just like, you know, that's magic when it counted as far as I was concerned. You know? <laughs> um. So when you say magic when it counted, that that kind of wants has me wanting to go back to our original point, uh, the paper legacy streaming. Yes. Because I was I was actually thinking about it uh, earlier today, and I was just like, you know, this is kind of like what I did when I was in middle school. Like I would have a play date with my friends, and they would just come over, and it would be no stakes magic. Like we weren't playing for anything when we were doing the paper streaming. We're just, you know, having matches on my kitchen table and drinking beers. I mean, okay, that part I didn't do in middle school, <laughs> but um, <laughs> matches on, on my kitchen table, drinking beers and having your friends over. Like that's, uh, and you know, I mean, I know lots of people play kitchen table magic, EDH, like it's casual. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's just a, it's a very like strange foreign concept. Like even Moto, like I'm, you know, playing for some kind of prize. So yeah, playing for no value unless you're play testing, which I guess we're kind of doing here. Um, I mean, but we're not particularly going after one event, right? Like this is just kind of like keep yourself sharp because all of our LGSs have pretty much closed. Uh, you know, there's there's the geekery, which is which is wonderful, but that's that's a bit of a ways from where I live, and and you know every other. Uh, uh, what's it called LGS is has pretty much closed in in New York and Brooklyn that ran Legacy. Yep. So, uh, you know, there's nowhere else to there's nowhere else to play but with your friends at this point or online. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I I get my fair share of online jams in, but I didn't spend. I was about to say hundreds, but it's it's really a lot more than that. On 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 foils and forum black border duels to play online. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just now start like I'm now up to ten duel lands. You know, for the longest time it was six. It was just the the traps and the volks. And now I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna start because I'm not playing every week. I'm taking that money and setting it aside, and I'm like, I'm gonna slowly get the rest of the duels that I want to be able to play with, you know, in perpetuity. But, um, you know, one of the th- ways that I was able to do that back in the day was by grinding out value at stores, you know, getting taking my $15 and turning it into $60 and, you know, rolling that into eventually a dual land. Um, mm-hmm. na- th- with that not being an option, the next best thing you can really do is is just save up your money from not playing Magic, I guess. Um, which is sort of a bummer, but like, you know, and that's, and at the end of the day, like, you know, being able to play with your friends and getting in those reps, getting in that practice, like, I mean, we made an an innumerable amount of mistakes on stream. And I think that's, that's, you know, when you're not at the pro tour level or even like at the SCG level, it's fine to make some mistakes. You know, that's how you're going to, that's how you're going to learn, especially if you can go back and watch yourself making those mistakes. 
Um, but you know, but it's still go on. It yeah, it, it still felt a little bit more real than just playtest. Yes, because you had the camera on you, so you know you, you had people watching, and we weren't doing any take backs. Oh yeah, so no. it was it was it was legit magic. Yeah. We're, we're all we're all trying away. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, yeah, it, it was like a nice little pizza party we had there too, which was pretty cool. I think you know uh, one of the things that I think you know if anybody's interested in doing something like this, because I think it's it, it'd, it'd be a neat little thing to like have. You know, we've already got like vintage Super League and stuff like that. We're like they're basically community run versions of this online, but like doing a paper version, you know, means you don't have to go online and spend a bunch of money on. Uh, moto cards and you can spend that money on equipment you know and well, get your chops up as far as like commentating and whatnot forget forget even the um what do you call it just spending money online like having if, if you're doing like live paper and you have competent commentary the the back and forth passing of priority was never moto's finest point True. or or just you know digital magic as a spectator event but but paper magic, when you have competent commentators, you know, like P. Sully and Cedric, not saying that we're on their level, but when you've got when you've got that and and like, you know, people are passing priority in real time, like the situations when someone's in the tank, you could actually like see them tanking and thinking about it and and hemming and hawing. So and you can see what's in both players' hands. So I mean that's that's something that just Digital magic has has never really captured it. Yeah, I mean, well, like go to that game that I had against. Uh, I think it was against uh, Tony, where, uh, or maybe, yeah, I think it was against Tony, where I uh, double invigorated and berserked one of my uh, uh, guys and put him to like three life, and you guys were, I could hear you in the other room going. Oh, that was that was me. Yeah. That was oh, me. it was against you. That's right. That yeah. was against me. Yeah, you, you with your noble hierarchy, you you went you went on the actual damage plan with Infect and. And we both heard an audible whoop from like the other yeah. room, like. And that's the kind of thing you don't get like when you're playtesting, you know, like knowing that there's someone watching you, and so, you know, it was nice. You got a little, got a chance to do a little grandstanding. I did not win that game, but I came. I think I put you to, like three <laughs> life or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You were you were like a spell slash turn short. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the kind of cool thing that that's neat to do with your friends too. Is like you know you get those. Especially when you're recording and you can go back and watch and stuff, you get those like moments where you're just like you're able to watch other people react to your plays, and you can have that moment where like you know you're putting on a show. It's almost like backyard wrestling in in that sense, you know. You know that's that's also a good point. Like if you're if you've got like some friends over and you're like play testing, like you know your friends might be looking over your shoulder, seeing what's going on in the state of the game, but they're not going to say stuff. But when they're in the other room. And they're they also are interacting with a chat like mm -hmm. they're they're kind of like engaged in a different level yeah. or or you're engaged in a different level like when you're commentating on it so it's 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 got a lot of a lot of play to it yeah I think so uh, right now what we have for equipment is we've got what like one webcam that we've put over top of the thing we've got a webcam that like you use to do you know front front commentary. Um, and then, you know, mm -hmm. we have the, a microphone for the, uh, for the people doing commentary, but there's no sound in the, uh, on the game itself. Cause that's unnecessary. It'd just be like too much talking going over. And then we have some lights, uh, you know, over top of the, the players. 
Yep, and, yep. And then we've got, uh, I mean, we've got a very, very short, um, what's the thing that holds a camera called? The tripod? Snaky thing. <laughs> no, it, you know, it's like bendy. Oh, yeah, like, you know, one of the, yeah, that, that's the, it's basically a tripod that's just a, a clamp. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, we, we didn't even have, like, a, a long thing to put the camera on. Like, we actually had to take that clamp thing and attach it to a closet door and keep the door slightly ajar so that we had the right angle on the the battlefield. Yeah. Like, if we had a real tripod to, that was stable, that would probably also eliminate some of the shakiness, which I know is a little bit of an yeah. issue. I mean, that's the thing is uh, – one of the great things about this is that that's probably altogether – like $200 worth of equipment, you know, not computers, not included, obviously. Well, um, and that allows you to pretty much just get this thing going like on Twitch pretty much immediately, which is, you know, for, for the price and, and, you know, you get your friends together and everybody chips in, you know, like 20, $30, you can get something going relatively easily. And I think that's, that's kind of the thing that I want to push on this particular cast is that you can you know this is something you can do at home full disclosure because i i I don't want to uh burst anyone's bubble and i I could be completely off base on this but i do have a nvidia 1080 graphics card i'm not sure if uh you might need a high-end graphics card to have two cameras going at once that might be a thing i'm not positive about that but But i i i I actually don't know myself either and you're running it off obs right like this is all off of uh open broadcast source so all off OBS. so that's that's i mean the software is free which is pretty amazing and twitch is free too so yeah i mean it doesn't take much uh you know a little bit of you know messing around and and whatnot to to figure out how all this stuff works but uh you know uh you can buy lights at, at like a home depot for like i think 20 30 dollars for like two two like uh you know lights with uh you know the the clips and stuff and just put those on on uh you know like on a chair or whatnot and get that going what i'd like to eventually do is have like four uh four video cameras going uh so that you get the players faces and you get like over top of them and you get the people commentating as well you know maybe like face slash hand cam oh that'd be great like a hand cam too like you know like maybe a hand cam's actually a, the better idea or if we can angle it so it gets your hand but your opponent's that face yeah that seems like a, a solid idea i mean or or you could just like try to be con- it'll get your opponent's face but you can try to be conscious of it and just put your hand in front of it every so yeah. often um so uh you know going from there i um you know, we've kind of covered the whole uh, streaming online thing. What have you been playing lately, Tim? Let me tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to patreon.com slash eternal dirtles and become a patron right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what have I been playing what have lately? You been- so, so, I mean, obviously I play a lot of Sneak and Show. Apparently there was a, there's a thread on the Legacy subreddit today looking for Sneak and Show streamers, and someone mentioned me and linked my stream. And Lee, who was also on the paper stream, was like, it's so sad that Tim went from being Miracles guy to drunk Sneak and Show guy. <laughs> and <laughs> there, was, there, there was a whole bunch of... Uh, comments after that but um yeah I've, i i do play a decent amount of sneak and show um i mean that's 
been one of my go-tos, although I feel like the meta is kind of hostile to it. I still managed to 5-2 within the last Legacy Challenge. Um, the decks I really like right now, um, I, I wanted to hate it, but Grixis is really yeah. good. I, I played that at SCG Baltimore. I ended up going 8-4, 6-3 uh, on day one. I started out really strong, 6-1, then dropped the last two. Then day two, I went 2-1. So, you know, it's a pretty good day two performance. Yeah. And then I was kind of just like, well, I can't make day two. and I mean, not day two. I can't, I can't make top eight. And I have the opportunity for a ride home right now. <laughs> so that's about where I am in yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, am I going to grind it out for $300? Or would I rather go home like four to five hours earlier? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the case a lot of times at, at Grand Prix. Like, unless you have like, when your ride's about to go, and you, unless you have like, I need to lose twice to, to be out of the top eight, you're generally like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, look, if I, if I execute day one, and if I maybe drank a lot less the night after day one, that's partially your I fault. Apologize. I apologize. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I may have stayed longer. Um, but, nah, in that state, I was just like, I, I think I'm just going to go yeah. home. But, no, Grixis, Grixis was great. Um, the other thing I really love, though, is my new pet deck of choice, oh, yeah. which is blue-black reanimator control hybrid oh yeah you were telling me about this so i know i know there was a blue black or a grixis reanimator control deck with the dragon combo that was like a control deck that just had the the dragon combo uh animate dead and what the hell's that dragon World, world gorger dragon, dragon. Yeah. yeah and you like make infinite mana draw your deck with desolate lighthouse and then there's some kill spell in there once you draw your like deck and make it sun zenith uh, or something like that it, it may have actually been blue sun zenith or wish for blue sun zenith but in, in in any case um this is not that deck this is more like the blue black control base you know snapcasters strixes fatal pushes the cantrip cartel etc um and then you just jam three entombs three reanimates and three gristle brands in there Sometimes you just get the the nut draw, kill them with a turn two Gristlebrand. Sometimes you you play the blue black control game, and then you just get this random value reanimate. Like you know, you're not reanimating Gristlebrand. Maybe maybe you make them discard or kill one of their creatures and reanimate it, or you reanimate a Snapcaster, flashback or target reanimate, flashback reanimate, target something yeah. else. So like I mean, there, there there were games I won where I just like out of nowhere made an army of like two ones and one ones in my opponent's uh knight of the reliquary oh man um so i was playing it for a little while with a splash of a third color green for sideboard abrupt decays and one main deck leovold but after really enjoying myself with grixis i was like why don't i try doing a grixis splash and i like that so far, on initial attempt, I liked it more. I went 4-1 with it in my last stream. Uh, the red gives you main deck. So this is not in Grix's control, but main deck Dak Faden, which works nicely with the reanimator oh, yeah. plan, and it makes for all your pieces. So Dak is nice. Um, you get you get, obviously get the K commands. Um, I threw a Kess in there because Kess is a sweet reanimation target if Gristlebrand isn't going to happen. Oh, yeah. 
that that got me a ton of value. Yeah, four, only taking four damage from their anime and getting something that's just like pure value. Yeah, take four damage, lose four life from the reanimate, and then just recast the reanimate on something yeah. else. Even, yeah. So, and, and then obviously you get the sideboard blast, you get K command, so as you're uh, way out of chalice. So it was uh, it was pretty fun. That's that's uh, sort of my pet deck of choice right now. Yeah, we'll have to get the list for that. I'd like to I'd like to look at that. That's pretty cool. Of course, of course, I will ship that over. I've been uh, I've been pretty sweet on mission briefing the last couple of days, and I've been trying to decide uh, how I want to slot that into both infect and miracles. Ah, infect, yeah. infect. That that works nicely with uh, your broken spell. Yeah, invigorate. Uh, basically, it, it, if you play Invigorate and you play your other pump spells and you're playing, uh, you know, uh, what's the other one? Uh, vines. It basically kind of works like Vines in that, like, you just need two colored mana to get another Invigorate out. Um, and, you know, you've got other free spells that you can cast off it, like Days and Force of Will, you know? Yeah, Force out of the Graveyard with the Pitch. That, that can... Save you in a pinch. And I've been thinking about this card with Miracles, and initially my thought was like, okay, well, why don't we get rid of the Snapcaster Mages and Miracles and see what happens? Uh, and and so so I thought about that for a while, and, and then I kind of turned my back on it and decided, you know, I used to play um, like two, three Predict in Miracles, um, Important and whatnot, and, and I've, I've moved away from, from those, and I've added, you know, it's like normally like six of the of that mix of Cantrip, and uh, I moved over to Accumulated Knowledge, but I'm thinking, what if I play basically snick, six Snapcaster Mages? Um, okay, okay, so you're not going to get rid of the yeah, Snapcaster. Yeah, I think, I think the Snapcaster's I've, I've quite won, good. I've won too many games just going turn two Ambush Viper. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the Snapcaster Mages, you know, I, it is a deck that, like, I get that it could it could run without the Snapcaster Mages, but I think you do you do ultimately want the Snapcaster Mage as a creature in your deck as well. Um, and then in Vintage, um, you know, uh, conversely, I was thinking about uh, Oath. And, like, Oath is a deck that would love to have Snapcaster Mage uh, for all of the broken stuff that it does, but it can't. Oh, but it doesn't fuck with the Oath. Yeah, exactly. So in Vintage, the o Oath of Druids in Vintage uh, could actually play this instead of Snapcaster Mage because it never could before. That o opens up a lot of a lot of workspace for that deck. That that is an intriguing use for it. Um, I I don't know, man. I've really been liking mission briefing the last like couple of days, and I'm just trying to figure out like other ways that like that 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 card can be broken. I I kind of like I've been saying this to people. I want like 22 of them. I wanna I wanna know that I can play in four of every format that I play. So like, give me all four formats as far as I'm concerned. And then like you know, a splashing of EDH decks that I play that are all blue. Uh, and, uh, I, I think, I think that card is, is supremely undervalued right now. Um, and we'll see, I mean, we'll see where we're, we're sitting at, you know, like four or five weeks from now and people kind of figure out what standard and legacy and everything looks like after the set. But I, I think that if you haven't picked up your mission briefings, you should. So, uh, speaking of mission briefing, um, you might also find intriguing, I, on my last was it my last stream or the stream before my last? I think it was Sunday, but I I lost the last match of the evening against Solidarity playing for Mission Briefings. Yeah, man, high tide with Mission Briefing. Uh, the reset version, I'm assuming? 
Yes, yeah, that's yes, great. that's the solidarity one. And he he was like he was going off on my end step every time. Uh, he like he was playing end. St- he was like digging for meditates, recasting meditates. Um, Mission briefing provided a lot of value there. Um, it's it's pretty much a strictly better snapcaster on the deck. Well, Almost. all right, I shouldn't say strictly, exists, I, right? I shouldn't say strictly better snapcaster because I I do understand that the pre-existing version of the deck did sometimes use uh, snap, snap yeah. to help it snap on your snapcaster to help you go off. Very good. But yeah. but no, this was pretty good. He was playing like four mental notes and four thought scours, so he was just rapidly filling his graveyard. And then he was using Mission Briefing, which gave him access to a ton of spells because of aforementioned uh, Mill Yourself cards. It, he, he was going through his decks so fast, it almost felt like playing against like one of those types of combo decks in Hearthstone that try to draw their whole oh, deck yeah. and kill you. You got togwaggled. You got... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it basically is like getting togwaggled, yes. Um, and he, he actually got me in Game 3 with Pearl Lake Ancient because I cut all my removal. Oh, yeah, that's, I remember you telling me this. <laughs> pearl lake ancient so, that's so uh, brutal yeah yeah but buy your foil russian pearl lake ancients now you heard it here first <laughs> um yeah did you what about other cards from set did you see anything that that you found interesting um well i'll tell you what i i found not interesting hmm. astrophy oh yeah i, I don't I've, think I've, assassin's I've, trophy I've, is, I've, is that good either yeah i agree I played against it a few times on Moto, and it was just incredibly unimpressive. Like, ramping me pretty much always helped me. Um, granted, I wasn't playing any decks that had access to no non-basics, but that was always a boon. Um, and then the few times that it would have it would have been crucial, I'm just like, oh, um, you do not have that first line of text that Abrupt Decay has. Yeah, the not being able to be countered is pretty huge. And I, I feel like... You know, no one plays for uh, Abrupt Decay. You know, no one's doing that, right? Um, right. And the decks that are, are doing that are not, you know, they're not competitive decks. You know, like Golgari Vin might might disagree with me here, but um, they're not competitive decks. The the decks that are playing for Abrupt Decay, like, you know, they're they're not, they're, you're not seeing those in top eights. So with, uh, with Path to Exile, like, you occasionally see that in the sideboard of Miracles as like a fifth sometimes even sixth sorts of plowshares and that's kind of like i needed that you know i needed to have more removal or whatnot and i was willing to let my opponent get a basic but like i just don't feel like there's a situation where like you if if you need to get rid of your opponent's jace in those colors your option is thought seize normally right like you're doing it's pretty much you're doing thought seize you're doing uh what's it called uh him to torak and and that's how you're getting your opponent's jaces if you need to cast a spell once Jace is on the board to get to get Jace and you're r- ramping your opponent, it just seems like that's that's not where you want to be, really. I I couldn't agree Especially more. Especially when the decks that you're you're ramping have were, were positive, have basics, you know. Uh, the the Grixis control deck has switched over to basics, and the Miracles deck is playing back to basics. They're definitely on basics. I've- I've I've played like two opponents, at least maybe three in Baltimore, who back to basic or blood mooned me and lost, and then were upset about it and said that they've been losing to Grixis all day despite playing that card, and it just kind of reaffirmed my belief. Now I'm just like, 
Yeah, I, I never side that in anymore. The only time I side it in is like sometimes with Sneak and Show if I'm on the play and I'm just like, okay, maybe I can get you with a Turbo Moon, but even even that's sometimes not yeah. good enough. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing with Back to Basics is, is that it's great against decks that are relying on lands, like lands in particular, you know, like that that's, it's good against that deck. I think that it's a fine, like, it's a fine card to have main if you're Miracles because you're already prepared for it and you're going to stifle your opponent somewhat, you know? Um, but, like, I'm not going to... What Miracles deck have you seen that plays stifle? No. no just... uh, but, uh, like, you know, let's say you bring that in against, like, Rug Delver because you know that deck doesn't play any basics. Many times, if, you've, if you're casting a three-mana do-nothing spell against Rug Delver, you may have already lost the game. Um, and, and if, if it resolves, you might've already won already. Like that's the thing with, with decks that it matters against. Like they're so low to the ground because they're not playing basics. They're trying their hardest to not make the game last so long that if you're playing a card that doesn't do anything for three mana and you happen to have that in your hands instead of like removal or something like that, you're, you're probably in a pretty bad situation. Um, I'm, I'm. I'm personally a pretty big fan of it against decks that don't have basics. I mean, yes, if if you're playing, it does it does not beat their board. Blood Moon does not have Wrath stapled to it. That would that would be interesting, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, but but it does mean okay. I just need like one, maybe two pieces of removal, and if I have that with my Blood Moon, my opponent can't play another thing the rest of the game. I would. I would. Throw myself in front of a bus for a card like Anger of the Moon. <laughs> I'm like, it's no, like, I can't uh, well, play Magic anymore. This card's the worst. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I can make Anger of the Sun, like the the Angry Sun from Mario. Oh yeah, there you go. Lands don't have abilities but, anymore, and all creatures take three damage. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of potential with this new set as far as uh, as far as cards. You know, Nate has has Nate showed you his Arc Arc Light Phoenix deck? I saw a screenshot of it on Facebook and it was him making a bunch of Arc Light Phoenixes against some opponent and I'm looking at the opponent and they have like two different versions of Nicol Bolas in their yeah. graveyard, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck, Nate? Are you playing Legacy ver bad Legacy versus EDH? Yeah, I don't know what was going on And then I saw the Veteran Explorer in my opponent's graveyard as well, and I'm like, oh, you are playing Legacy <laughs> versus EDH. Um, the, the, I think the interesting card with the art, art like Phoenix is, uh, you know, aside from, like, casting, uh, you know, like, uh, rem not removal, uh, you know, uh, hand disruption is, is a card like, um, buried alive. You know, if you get two other spares, oh. spells off and you cast buried alive, that's pretty good. Just three Phoenixes that's... in the yard and now they're out, you know? That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty high impact play, I suppose. It's, I, I've, I've yet to actually run into it myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to laugh at it right yeah. now, and then maybe I'll run into it on Moto and lose to it, and then I'll just be like, oh, fuck this deck. Yeah, I mean, we, we were laughing about that Black Red Reanimator deck until we realized that uh, Badlands was like, and an, went from like being a $70 card to like a $180 you know, card, you know? That's, uh, that's actually a valid point. You know, we, we, 
I, I, I did consider that deck a joke for a very, 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 very long time, even after having many losses. Yeah, to I mean, that. remember how many times were, were you like, this deck can't even play show and tell. They're playing Stronghold Gambit in their board. And now, yeah. like, that deck is 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 pretty much like tier one, yeah, if not tier one five, you know? Nobody plays blue black reanimator anymore. No. Yeah, and that, I, I would I would definitely call black red reanimator tier one. The uh, the moto trophy champion E W Landon he he basically finishes every moto season with the most five O's and he plays that deck nonstop. Unmask. I mean, it's 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 a broken deck, but like you know, we were laughing initially. We were like, why would anybody play this deck? It doesn't play blue cards at all, and it plays the the worst dual land, and all of a sudden that's no longer the worst dual land by like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about it. I uh, I missed my chance to get. I, I I was I was. Let's just say I was very disappointed when I found out that Grixis Control now plays two Badlands. <laughs> it's like, oh seriously, I have to buy another FBB German Badland. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I I think that uh you know you get you get these these wacky style decks that like kind of re remake the meta and that that was off of it's weird with that deck that deck didn't have anything from the the set that like introduced it you know like that was just a deck that was waiting to be discovered. I don't recall anything. Um, it was just like Faithless Looting made this deck work, but it wasn't like that that. Thinking about it for a second, what what is the newest card in that deck? It, Faithless Looting, I think, is the newest card in that deck. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, otherwise that's, it's just like Thought Seizes and uh, Collective Brutality. I think is in the deck as well. But like, it's just solid yeah. reanimate targets and 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 a good plan. You know, like that that deck had been waited had been sitting around for years, totally playable, and no one had touched it. And then all of a sudden. Some somebody went and played it and went, oh man, this deck is great, and and everyone laughed at him for months until they realized that this is a, this is an amazing deck. So you know, it doesn't even necessarily take a breakout card to make a deck happen. It just takes a little bit of experimentation. So I will say, and maybe maybe Faithless Looting is already there, but I would say if this Arclight Phoenix deck takes off, or if just any sort of Faithless Looting deck takes off in Legacy, it's it's already broken in Modern people will start to take it seriously as a busted legacy card. Yeah, I mean, Nate was saying when he was playing the deck, he's like, I couldn't cast a Faithless Looting in my relatively fair deck because people were so afraid that, like, what would come after the Faithless Looting would be busted. Yeah, so sometimes it's like a one-mana yeah. him. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, you, do you have any other uh, closing statements for us? Um... You know, yeah, I, I kind of want to pivot back to uh, the legacy paper yeah. streaming. Uh, something that I, I didn't mention we were talking about earlier, but one of one of the other hopes I have for it is if we can if we can get it going like somewhat regularly, like after we work out all the logistical kinks mm -hmm. and figure out how to get like solid matches going with solid commentary, if if we could get like a real league structure going and maybe have like periodic interviews in between and stuff, I feel like something like that could be pretty like pretty popular like you know because it'll be like a focus on characters like people like start like rooting for different personalities like also based on who you see in commentary or like you know how different people call different matches yeah. so I, I feel i feel like it could it, it something like that really has potential if uh you could actually 
get the like an episodic or like structured league going. I've often thought that like you know only really having two two real commentary teams, you know, like the Wizards team and the Star City team, like why hasn't somebody just like pirated the stream of another of another event and just been like, all right, we're gonna do commentary, well, you know, like. I'm pretty sure Alex Bertoncini got his ban extended because well, there of you that. Go. Uh, I don't mean like, you know, I'm not even talking about doing something illegally, you know, like just people like watching other people's streams and like, you know, how do you create this skill set, you know, other than just doing it, you know, like, I think that's, to me, like, that's, you know, that's something that is really interesting is, is cultivating this, like, uh, this ability that, you know, many of us have, but we don't use Uh, the, the idea that you can uh, relevantly comment on on a match, you know that goes a long way into getting you jobs with Wizards, uh, you know, and, and Star City. I think like that that that's a skill set that not a, not a lot of people have, and not a lot of people get a chance to uh, um, display. You know, that might actually be uh, sort of the next breakout thing. Like it took how long for people to realize that if you stream yourself playing video games and talking about it, other people will watch you. Like what if the next leap from that is streaming real commentary on it? I don't know. I think that's a great place to end Uh, end the podcast. (laughs) Food for thought people. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, having me on the show. Yeah, No problem. Thanks for coming on. And I will uh, ship you my Grixis yes. reanimator control list so you can share that with the viewers yeah, uh, awesome. to see what wacky stuff I'm working yep. with. All right, man. Thanks so much. All right. Catch you on the flip side. Animals. get those wonderful toys. Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash eternaldirtles and they'll hook you up with a free book and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.